shining a light on autism and life as an autistic person. Welcome to My Friend Autism, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism while increasing understanding and acceptance of the autistic community. And now, here's your neurodivergent host, Orion Kelly. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being here. I'm Orion Kelly, that autistic guy. Welcome to My Friend Autism. I'm all about helping you raise your level of understanding, acceptance and appreciation of the autistic community. So if you'd like to join this beautiful community, just subscribe to the YouTube channels, Orion Kelly, that autistic guy and Orion Kelly podcasts. Today, I'll be talking, well, picking my finger. A little bit of skin off there and now I can just play around with it. Take that. We're not talking about stimming today, though, so I don't know why I pointed that out. Nevertheless, hopefully that bit of skin stays around my finger so I can continue to um, pick it. Today, we are going to talk about, on this video podcast, or if you may be listening on this audio podcast, palilalia. Palilalia. It doesn't really matter how you say it. Palilalia, I think that's how I'll say it, is, is what we're talking about today. I want to talk about what it is, right, and its connection to autism. We're going to break it down. So let's start at the start. What is palilalia? Palilalia. Do I have to say it different ways every time? Can we just just assume, just suspend disbelief that what I'm saying is correct? Palilalia is the repetition of your own words or phrases. Your own words or phrases. Now, it can be incredibly distressing for those experiencing it and their loved ones. Why, Ryan? What are you talking about? All right, well, palilalia can be viewed as an immediate form of echolalia. Now, hang on a second. If you've got to say echolalia, you've got to say palilalia, right? So this is where I confuse myself. I've got no consistency in anything I do because my brain never remembers the last... <clears throat> I'm, I'm having a meltdown, guys. Um... All right, forget about it. Let's move on. Uh, where were we? All right, so palilalia, echolalia, palilalia could be viewed as an immediate form of echolalia because the repetition occurs immediately after the original utterance. However, palilalia and echolalia are not the same thing. Sure, both involve the repetition of words or phrases, but there's different causes, different symptoms. So let's talk about the difference by talking about echolalia briefly. So echolalia, and we've done this before, echolalia is the repetition of words or phrases that have been heard or observed. So not your own, but words or phrases that have been heard, that you've heard others or by something else whether it's observing or hearing. And the repetition can occur long after the original utterance. So a great, a great example of how echolalia like that could manifest in autistic people, let's take me for example. 
I may have heard a line in a movie, that movie may be 20 years old. And out of nowhere, for no real reason other people, I may say that line. And it doesn't make any sense to people. But to me, it just felt good. What's an example, Orion? Give us an, a real, this is a real example. No context, no reason, out of nowhere, I may just say, Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. You see what I'm saying? That's a Home Alone uh, quote reference. Not a modern new film. The quote stuck with me and I like to use it. That's just is what it is. There, there's so many more. Are they all from the same movie? Probably. Look what you did, you little freak. You see what I'm saying? Is it, is it the most echolaliad movie in the history of the world? Probably is. Keep the change, you filthy animal. I mean, seriously. One movie. 700 echolalia quotes. That's, put that on a T-shirt. Nevertheless, echolalia is very common. We're talking like 80 to 90% of autistic people will use echolalia. Palalalia, as we know, is the repetition of your own words or phrases. So you've got echolalia and palalalia. Obviously, this video podcast is about palalalia. Okay, so Ryan, great. You can like bring out quotes from home alone in out of context situations and that's your way of helping yourself. Is that why you do it? Why do you do it? Let's talk about palalalia and autism. What is the connection between the two of them? Well, yeah, it's pretty complicated, so we'll leave it at there. <laughs> no. no, I've been told I can't do that. Nevertheless, I will. There's also no one here to tell me that, so I don't know why I'm saying that. Studies have found that palalalia is more common in autistic people than in the neurotypical population. Not really a, a groundbreaking statement. Anyway, it's estimated that up to about 25% of autistic people may use palalalia. So we've got 80 to 90% of autistic people using echolalia and around a quarter, 25% of all autistic people using palalalia. Now, again, grain of salt, these stats. Autistic people using palalalia or echolalia may repeat words or phrases in an inappropriate context. The idea these need to be in context is kind of ridiculous. The idea they need to be out of context is also not always the case. So the difference is, let's say you've got a non-autistic person, a neurotypical person, so they're not autistic, but they do actually use echolalia or palalalia. This is where there's a divide. They may in fact use or repeat words and phrases in an appropriate context. So what I'm saying is, autistic people, really, it could be either. But chances are autistic people are going to use, in a neurotypical sense, are going to use the words or phrases, whether they are from others, echolalia, or themselves, palalalia, for the most part, in a less appropriate context. So more so out of context as opposed to the neurotypical use. Those experiencing palalalia without an autism diagnosis obviously have difficulty with social interactions, repetitive behaviours, initiating or maintaining conversations. And believe it or not, and that's what the studies say, believe it or not, doesn't that sound like an autism diagnosis? 
So the studies are saying that non-autistic people or people without an autism diagnosis that do actually use palilalia tend to have difficulty <laughs> with social interactions, repetitive behaviours, initiating and maintaining conversations. This is, again, these are one of those bizarre conversations, chicken-egg scenarios, yeah? Don't you think? It's just weird. Maybe they should get a diet. I mean, you know, anyway. So we want to talk about why autistic people do it. But first, let's stop for a second. And we've done, we've done a, a podcast and many videos on echolalia. Let's stop for a second and make sure we have the groundwork here. Okay. So if there's an autistic person in your life and they like to repeat words, sounds, phrases that they've, they've heard or they've observed, that could mean they might, you might be in the car and they hear a horn or an animal or a scream or something, and then they may just repeat that. Okay. Or you have an autistic person in your life who says something and then repeats it. So these are forms of what for autistic people? If I had to ask you that question, why do you think, have a think about it, why do you think autistic people, in your opinion, just out of nowhere, blurt out sounds they've just heard or blurt out quotes from a movie they watched 30 years ago? Why do you think autistic people repeat their own words or phrases? Well, let me guess. Not you, but everyone but you, right? So I'm not talking about you, but everyone but you. Their guess is because we're idiots, because we want to sound like idiots, because we have absolutely no idea what we're doing and it's just plain stupid. What is wrong with you? Who cares about your stupid quotes? They don't have any context to the situation. They have no real relevance to what's going on. Can you shut up, Orion? How is that helping your situation? By you, you with the Pepsi or whatever it is. Like seriously, what? Someone slams the door, right? And what? And 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 you say, keep the change, you filthy animal. What? What? What is it? Who are you helping? Don't be so stupid, Orion. Right? This is not you. Everyone else. Okay, believe it or not, you're not going to believe this. I know this is going to be tough to tough to digest for everyone but you. You wouldn't believe this. You would not believe this, my friend. Do you know that autistic people use echolalia and palilalia not so you can call them stupid, right? Or not because you want to call them just, I don't know, immature or no help or whatever. You wouldn't believe it. We actually do it for therapeutic and positive reasons. Wow. In other words... To self-soothe. Yeah. Palilalia, repeating our own words or phrases, just like echolalia, I keep saying it wrong, is actually a form of stimming, of self-stimulation, self-stimulatory behaviour, soothing oneself. So think about it like this. The autistic person in your life starts to repeat their own words or phrases you get agitated and annoyed, you want to tell them to shut up and stop being so stupid, and now you realise when they do that, they may well be self-stimulating, self-soothing, self-regulating. What does that mean? At that point that you're about to say, don't be so stupid, they're actually dysregulated. They may be about to melt down, shut down, or just be distressed. And they're doing something to help themselves. And in doing something to help themselves, because it's not up to the neurotypical standards of what's acceptable, appropriate in context, it's just stupid. 
Please let that sink in. The repetition of words and phrases can provide sensory input. Did you know that? Yes. They can actually be satisfying or calming. Absolute direct example between me and my wife. Sometimes I will say things that I say or that others say. So it works both ways, echolalia, palalalia. I will say it straight back. Or I'll say it straight back in a slightly different voice and my wife will go, what, why'd you say it like that for? Because she can see that the way I'm saying something, let's say I put on some sort of voice, could possibly be triggering our autistic son. So she's thinking about what's happening here, who's triggering who. And then I'll go, and my only answer is, and it's, I don't even think about it. I go, I don't know, it just feels good. Certain voices just feel good. Now, you're going to think that's – and you know what? I, I, I guess I'm embarrassed. I tell you what, I'll give you, I'll give you a voice, right? I'll give you a voice and some words and an actual example of how it happens with me and the voice and how triggering it can be and, how, and, and the reason why I do it is it feels good. Now, I'll do the voice. I'm warning you up front, it's not going to be a voice you probably like to hear or want to hear. I'm going to back away from the microphone so it's not too intense. I'm just letting you know. And, and this is a thing. How could such a voice used to repeat words of my own or others feel so good to me and so satisfying to me and therefore calm me and make me feel better but also be the reverse to someone else? I don't know. Great question. Here we go. Okay, let's say, let's say I said something to my, my son like, <clears throat> Mate, you're uh, you're really pushing it today, aren't you, buddy? And then I might go. So after I've said you're really pushing it today, aren't you, buddy? I might go. Aren't you? Aren't you? You're really pushing it today, buddy, aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? Now that's just one voice. It feels good. I would say my saying, aren't you? Aren't you? My saying that is the equivalent of you bloody neurotypical people doing your box breathing, right? <laughs> breathe in, hold, breathe out. Oh, I feel so much better. Me, the, my equivalent is, aren't you? Aren't you? Right? And what, what's next? Bob Goblin! I don't know. Like, seriously, it feels good, it's satisfying. You can shove your box breathing. I've got you. Archer! <laughs> oh, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. Why, why do I put myself out there so much? Uh, it, it, if it's not helping people, I'm just a tool. I don't know. What, what, what is the point of that? There is no other point. <sighs> Palalalia could also be used by autistic people to compensate for challenges with communication and language. Huh? Think about it, mate. I'm repeating the words and phrases of myself. If, I'm, if I have challenges in communication and interaction, which I do with language as an autistic person, and I say things multiple times, is that because I may have said it the first time in a way that, that didn't get to the person that needed to hear it, it was too fast, 
Do you think sometimes autistic people can talk? Oh, really, Orion? They can talk fast? Autistic people can talk fast? Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Let's get that to the newsroom right now. You know, and a lot of times, and this I've written it down, no thank you or yes, please, right, or just yes. My wife might ask me a question and I'll answer. And, and sometimes, I don't know, is this, you know, how put the fast talking or the loud talking aside. As an autistic person, and this, I'm asking autistic people, it's just me or sometimes do you talk to someone and not till you finish saying what you said to someone, do you realise you don't know if, if noise came out? Seriously, like I'll, my wife might go, you know, um, how are you going, right? I might, and I might say good in my head, but it had, it, it, good, good. Uh, or it might, the sound, uh, she didn't, it wasn't at a level that was able to reach the ear. <laughs> Audible. You see what I'm saying? Is that, is that just me? And then it's, oh, so I got into the habit of saying, saying things sometimes two, three times, Right? Because of that, the challenge I have sometimes with communication, with interactions, with language. Could also, I guess you could also use it, it's that I'm compensating, right? You could also use it to compensate by, I guess, reiterating what you're saying to make sure they get what you're saying. The repetition also provides a sense of security and comfort. So the repetition of your own words or phrases can provide a sense of security and comfort for the autistic person in your life, helping to reduce anxiety. Again, not to annoy you, not to be called stupid or what's the point of that or how, what's the context of that? Like seriously, that's just inappropriate. It doesn't make any sense. It's out of context. No, we're actually reducing anxiety. We're regulating ourselves. And I think every example really explains this on top of the last example. But in the end, this is about, the repetition is about hoping that this kind of gets through to the point where, yeah, autistic people can repeat the sounds and phrases and words of other people, yeah, but you know they can also repeat their own and this is normal and there's reasons behind it and it's not so, it's a funny character on a movie or a show. No, that's not what it's for. It's got nothing to do with anyone else. Repeating phrases or sentences is important for autistic people when it relates to a special interest. So that's another reason why autistic people use palilalia. They repeat phrases or sentences related to a special interest. We may repeat phrases as a way of maintaining focus or preventing us from becoming overwhelmed. Now, when I say overwhelmed, I mean we're focusing on something and we're preventing ourselves from being overwhelmed by an upcoming task, a task in the future, a new task we know of, or stopping ourselves from switching tasks. And this feeds into the ADHD side of autism. And that's another whole other conversation, right? People say there's two separate diagnoses here. There's a condition called autism and a condition called ADHD. And that's right. That's right. I would say, though, that's right for neurotypical people. But if I would, I would say if you're autistic, the idea that you, you, don't, you don't experience ADHD, you don't have ADHD, I would say is highly unlikely. In fact, I wonder, again, and this is another one of those things, I'm not an academic person, it's one of those things, I think, what a fascinating study that would be. If you're diagnosed autistic, should you receive 
an automatic co-occurring diagnosis of ADHD because of the similarity in the struggles and how they present. And anyway, again, in an, in an autistic mind, in a, in a neurodivergent mind, as opposed to a neurotypical mind. And then, of course, there's the other discussion of if you were diagnosed with the ADHD first, what are the chances of you also being autistic? Again, I'm getting off track here. I'm just trying to explain it. All right. Palilalia can be used to interact with others and express our thoughts and emotions or to simply engage with others. What do you mean, Orion? So you're saying repeating your own words and phrases can actually help you interact, can help you express your thoughts and emotions to engage with others. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So repeating our own words or phrases. So think about it. Maybe there are phrases or words that we know could work, that we know make sense in this situation, that we know if interjected will, will make us engaged or engaging. You see what I mean? Repetition can be used to help remember or process something. You, you know this is for everyone. Like they say, you know, repetition is the key to learning, right? It's the key. If you want to learn something, repetition. So palalalia is the repetition of your own words and phrases. So if you want to remember something, you want to process something. This is big for autistic people. It's the processing of life that can be so tricky, so challenging, so complicated. We have a different brain. Therefore, we can only view and experience the world differently. It's not possible for us to view and experience the world in a neurotypical sense because we don't have that brain. Therefore, the use of palalalia, the use of kind of repeating things that we are hearing, we are learning, we are saying, provides us with the opportunity to remember them, to process them. Now, I might, you might say that's echolalia. Okay, but, but put it like this. What if I'm saying something or I've just said something to someone and then the more I say it, the more I process what I'm actually have, I'm trying to convey or what I've actually conveyed. Wow. The more I say that, the more I realize how this makes me feel or the emotions or the experience. Or, and this, is, this is important. Yeah, you can't cut down autistic people for wanting to repetitively discuss things in seven different ways because it might not be until the seventh way that it finally is processed and therefore is useful and helps everyone. It's a win-win for everyone, right? You can't expect it to just be the way it's always been with everyone else. And I know that can be tricky. However, some autistic people may use palalalia without even being aware of it. Now, you might know an autistic person who doesn't even know they do it. You might think it's one of the most annoying traits you've ever, ever met in your life. You might think, you sort of hate hanging out with that person because that's all they do. And now, and now hopefully by watching and listening to the, this podcast, you now don't feel that way because you can understand where it's actually coming from. Like I always talk about, if you can actually understand something more deeply, you appreciate it. And when you appreciate it, what happens? You accept people more freely. And that's the whole point of what I'm doing. So that's really interesting, isn't it? Some people, autistic people, 
may actually use palalia, repeat their own words or phrases, and not even know they're doing it. But it's like a habit. It's like an automatic response. It might be to certain situations, to certain stimuli, to certain environments. Now, you might know it before they do. But now, hopefully, you know what the value of that is. Now, they might be aware, they might not be aware, but we know regardless, there are actual reasons why, and, the, and we've talked about them, and it isn't anything to do with you, and it isn't anything to do with kind of just like, oh, it's just one of those, one of those silly traits that just, that is, you know, silly, nothing. It just isn't, it isn't the case. And a palilalia is more common in autistic people than you think. Uh, I get it. For, you know, for family members, carers, partners, friends, it can cause confusion, right? It might cause you frustration. It might make you angry, distressed. You, your friends, your family, you're just bloody sick of it. They're repeating, they're repeating what I say or what they hear or they're repeating themselves. I hope it doesn't now, though. Like, I hope it doesn't now. I mean, it's okay to acknowledge that it's still, a, you might find it still annoying. That's cool. But I hope it, but then you know, but there's, I know the reasons why now. And it isn't about that. Because I guess in my view, there is, there is no treatment for palalia. In my view, the best treatment for palalia is no treatment. It isn't about speech therapy, which is great in its, in its place. It isn't about, occupational therapy. It isn't about behavioral therapy. It isn't about any therapy. Like the best treatment for an autistic person in your life who has, who experiences, uses, palalalia, echolalia, whatever, is simple good old-fashioned acceptance. Understanding, acceptance, compassion, kindness. And I'll tell you, my friend, I hope, I hope by me talking through the reasons, I hope we have achieved that to some degree. Please tell me we have. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Join the conversation now by following Orion Kelly on Facebook. You can always reach out and continue the conversation on the Facebook page, on the socials, go to the website or in the comments below, my friend. I do appreciate your support as always. You must be a part of this community if you're not because it's just such a great community to hang out with and talk to. It doesn't cost anything. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button, my friend. Orion Kelly, That Autistic Guy, and Orion Kelly Podcasts, the two YouTube channels. I really do appreciate you taking the time to watch or listen to this My Friend Autism Podcast until my next one. Thank you so much for your support. We'll talk soon. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and binge all the podcasts, blogs and videos, visit orionkelly.com.au.